In this episode, Unreported World reporter Nelifar Hadayat goes to Vietnam to investigate dog thieves who are stealing thousands of pet dogs from family homes to capitalise on the lucrative dog meat trade. The Vietnamese have a long tradition of eating dog meat, but this crime wave has provoked outrage across the country. Vietnamese homes are being targeted by a unique type of criminal. Dog thieves. These dogs are being sold for their meat to restaurants and slaughterhouses. It's a crime wave that's shocked Vietnam and has led to a spiral of violence, often deadly. I want to find out why some are prepared to kill for dogs. This is a busy market in Ho Chi Minh City. Vietnam has a rich food culture and people here enjoy eating many kinds of meat, including dog. This is a typical market road in Vietnam and down that way I've seen about eight stalls all selling dog meat and they're proving to be quite popular. This dog meat stall is receiving a new delivery. That's a live dog in there and they've just weighed it and then they go into these cages behind where they're kept until they're slaughtered and served out there for customers. The stall owner tells me these dogs come from the countryside. There are dog traders like the one you just saw. They buy dogs from other people and bring them to me. The dogs are kept inside very cramped cages. Many of them are shaking. It's just distressing to see how quiet they are. There's about 30 dogs here, you know, they should be barking like mad, and they're just silent. In the last two decades, Vietnam has changed dramatically. It used to be one of the poorest countries in the world, but after market reforms, it's become one of its fastest growing economies. People are better off, and so they go out more often. Why are you here today? To celebrate his birthday. A boy's night out means lots of beer and dog meat. This packed restaurant serves nothing else. It's like in your country, you guys eat beef, chicken. Here in Vietnam, people eat dog. It's the end of a very busy service at this restaurant and really it doesn't feel much different to a night out in the UK. People here are clearly enjoying themselves, they're having a great time, they're having a drink, but they're also having some dog meat. Most dogs used to be trucked in from neighbouring Thailand, Cambodia and Laos. In recent years, animal rights groups have largely succeeded in closing down these routes. But this has led to a big increase in demand for dog meat from inside Vietnam. Every day, trucks deliver over seven tonnes of live dogs to Hanoi. 
What's that? Is it dogs? Or is it car? Is it trucks? No, it's dogs. They're moving. Can you stop? And I've just come across this truck. And it's full. So it's just one truck coming out of one village. Where are you taking them? The, the Hanoi. Hanoi. Where did these dogs come from? From local people. They collect dogs from families in the countryside that raise one or two. Are you leaving? You don't want to talk anymore. I head to Guyan, a province under constant threat from dog thieves. The majority of people in Vietnam live in the countryside. They farm, grow rice and raise livestock. What's striking is the number of dogs out here. They're absolutely everywhere. Almost every house you walk by has at least one dog, if not several. There, the dog is in the cage. Why is he in the cage? Otherwise, the dog will be stolen. Dang Hung is a farmer and the owner of a grocery store. He raises guard dogs to protect his home. In the last few years, he's had 10 dogs stolen. Along this road, all the families living on both sides have lost dogs. He tells me that here, people either keep guard dogs or raise dogs to sell for their meat. Dogs are considered a household asset. All the families in the village raise dogs. It's a source of income. So when people see dog thieves, they get very angry. That evening, I head out on patrol with Dang. Dog thieves are often armed with knives and stun guns, so the patrol seeks safety in numbers. What's happening here isn't unusual. This type of patrol can be seen across Vietnam. This commune alone has lost over 300 dogs to dog thieves in the last few months. And the villagers tell me that the dog thieves are coming here almost on a nightly basis. Why do you think the dog thieves keep coming back? When dog thieves are caught, they are just given a fine. This punishment doesn't scare them. There's no prison sentence for dog theft in Vietnam. Most dogs are worth less than $100, well below the threshold for criminal charges. So the rewards far outweigh the risks. Government officials have rejected tougher punishments for the crime, saying there isn't enough room in Vietnam's jails for all the dog thieves. What would you do if you caught a dog thief? If we catch a dog thief, it's our responsibility to hand him over to the authorities. Otherwise, the villagers will beat him to death. Dog thieves, alone amongst all other type of criminals in Vietnam, run the risk of being killed if they're caught by villagers. 
This is footage taken just after a mob killed a dog thief in this province last year. 20 dog thieves have been reportedly beaten to death in the past five years, and many more have barely escaped with their lives. I head to the village of Ni'i Trung in the centre of the country. They're taking me to the spot where they say it happened. This is the place. We found him over there and he ran here. In 2012, two dog thieves were caught by village patrollers on this spot. Cries of dog thief rang out and the whole village came flooding to the scene. It was very crowded. Although I was pregnant, I hit him three times. Then I let other people join in. The beating lasted for several hours. All these villagers admit having taken part. But they tell me they only intended to hurt the thieves, not kill them. If there was another beating, would you join again? We will beat them without hesitation. Break his arms and his legs. If there are more thieves, we will beat them again. We are not scared of them. We won't beat them to death, just break their arms and legs. <laughs> Ten people in the village were prosecuted for the vigilante murders. Four of them have had their sentences suspended. In this part of Vietnam, dogs are rarely eaten. They're mostly raised as pets and guard dogs. People might find it very surprising to think that, you know, in villages like this one and others, that people are being killed because of dogs. We beat somebody to death, not because we love our dogs so much, but because of the upset and anger that the thieves have caused us, although we do love our dogs. I've lived here 80 years. I've never seen such a large number of dog thieves. For three years, they've been threatening villagers. They are thieves and robbers. They use weapons like chili and sulfur powder, even stun guns to attack us. It's justified for villagers to beat them to death. They don't deserve to live. They are more than our enemies. I wanted to see what was in store for stolen dogs. I've been told thieves sell them on to dog traders or slaughterhouses. So I head back to Hanoi to visit a slaughterhouse specialising in dog. It's quite early in the morning and the traders are just getting ready and I'm about to meet the owner of a slaughterhouse to see how she's preparing for business today. Q Vu has been running this dog slaughterhouse for 13 years, together with her husband, Lam Tran. They tell me people prefer to eat dog meat in cool weather. How many are you planning to kill today? 
If it rains, we will slaughter more than 10 dogs. If there's heavy rain, we can slaughter up to 30 dogs. It's time to kill the first dog. Lamb grabs him from a pit in the back. He's rendered unconscious with two blows to the head. Then his throat is slit. Do you think the animals you kill feel the pain? Just one hit and they become unconscious. But you need to do it on the right spot so it feels no pain. There are no health, safety or hygiene regulations for the killing of dogs for meat in Vietnam. There are rules for the slaughter of cattle, pigs and poultry, but nothing for places like this. Over there there's a pit and inside there are about ten dogs. It's quite dark, it's quite cramped and they don't look very well. The government has no plans to introduce any regulations. A previous proposal was abandoned when animal rights groups opposed it, saying it would legitimise the trade. So, with no paperwork required to say where the dogs are from, the dog meat trade is ideal for the black market. Do you think that you sometimes have stolen dogs here? How could I know? They all look the same. I only know that if they have dogs to sell, I'll buy them. Q and Lamb are a really warm, a really lovely couple. But it's very odd because they don't seem to really care about where the dogs come from. If they're stolen, then they're stolen. A new customer comes in. He wants Lamb to kill this dog so his family can have him for dinner. He says it's his pet. You brought your pet to, to be killed today. Are you, you must be upset. I live with my elderly grandmother and mother, and she bit them, so I had to take them to the hospital. That's why I have to do this. It takes Lam four hits to finally bring him down. Was he a good friend to you? Was he a good companion? You could say so. Lam tells me this is not unusual. For many people, the same dog could be considered a pet and later food. And yet others are willing to risk their lives for their dogs. Bao Hyun was 18 years old. He'd just finished school and was planning to travel to Japan. A few weeks ago, along with two friends, he was killed by dog thieves. Today, his family's holding a traditional prayer to send his soul to the afterlife. That was an incredibly moving ceremony, and you can see the devastation and the heartache on their faces. But talking to Bao's family members, there's still a sense of shock as to why Bao was killed. Thieves had been targeting this village for several months. Bao became profoundly upset when the thieves stole two dogs he'd raised from puppies. 
His friends told him, the dog thieves that stole your dog are stealing again in Commune 8. Come with us to chase and catch them. I didn't know where he was going. If I had known, I would have never allowed him to go out. The thieves fired a homemade stun gun at the boys chasing them. I didn't think they would kill him, just injure him. But they shot him intentionally in the temple. From here to here, it killed him. Four people have been arrested for the murder of the three boys and are currently awaiting trial. This is very painful. It's a huge loss. We're depressed, very depressed. Lao tells me that in their household, they don't eat dog. They consider their dogs part of the family. That's why his son was so upset when they were stolen. He loved his dog, because dogs like this one are like human beings. That's why young people are so angry and want to chase the thieves. Dog thieves have become hate figures across the country. On the outskirts of Hanoi, I managed to track down two of them. We grab it by the neck, drag it for 15 meters, then pick it up and put it in a cage. How many dogs do you think you've stolen since you started? In the seven years I've been working, I've stolen around 3,000 dogs, big and small. They tell me on a good night they can earn up to $100 from the dogs they catch. But there are times they've been beaten up and once nearly killed by an angry mob. They bought hoes, machetes and swords. There were five to seven people chasing us. That's why we always carry a knife with us. So you would actually kill someone over a dog? If they catch us, they'll beat us to death. So we have to fight to save our own lives. Do you have dogs yourselves? You both have dogs? The thieves told me they sell the dogs to middlemen who pass them on to wholesale dog traders. I head to a village which is one of the largest trading spots for live dogs in the north of the country. It's another truck full of dogs heading into Sandong and that's a village well known to be a gathering point for dog meat traders. And men in trucks like that one and on motorbikes come here from the surrounding villages and areas every day to buy and sell dogs just off that little street over there. I walk into the first holding house I see. There's about 200 dogs inside. I speak to the owner. Where are the dogs from? We bought them from the south. It's packing time. The crew is preparing a dispatch of dogs to Hanoi. First, they separate the animals, taking to the back the dogs that won't be sold today. It's 
a violent, stressful process. One by one, they grab the remaining dogs. The dogs are sold by weight, so force feeding them increases their value. A tube is forced into their mouths and food is pumped in and their stomachs bloat. It's all really quite a disturbing thing to watch. Does it hurt them? No. No, not painful. I just find that really hard to believe that that is not a painful process. The dogs are then forced into cages. Absolutely no space to move at all. And they're being hosed down to remove the vomit, the food that they've just been pumped with. Seven crates are ready to go, about a hundred dogs in total. But today is a slow shift. At busy times, the holding houses on this street process around 2,000 dogs in a single day. That was difficult, that was really difficult, because it's systematic. It's just house after house after house, packed full of dogs, and the same thing is happening to all of them. There are no laws at all against animal cruelty in Vietnam. Animal rights groups here are trying to convince the government to introduce at least basic rules about welfare and protection for animals, including dogs. But these talks are at very early stages. dogs now, knowing what they've gone through to get here, and the fact that any of these could be somebody's pet, it just makes it harder. I return to meet Q. In the back, she shows me her guard dog. His name is Key. This dog is smart. She tells me that Key was once one of the dogs destined to be slaughtered but just as they were about to kill him, she noticed him looking at her. I asked the dog, do you want to stay with us? If you want me to raise you, walk out of the cage. He walked out and has been living with us since. Would you ever slaughter him? No, I'll never kill him. When he dies, I'll bury him. He's as smart as a human. Because of the violence surrounding dog theft, the Vietnamese are starting to talk about the many problems of the dog meat trade. But without real punishment for dog thieves and laws against animal cruelty, there's no end in sight to the pain for people or animals. 
The Omniport of World podcast accompanies the critically acclaimed Channel 4 television series. Explore more by visiting channel4.com slash unreportedworld. Finally, get involved in Unreported World by joining the debate on Twitter and Facebook. Until next time, from me, Krishnaguru Murthy, goodbye. <laughs>